Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning and welcome. You are listening to Second Wind and this is Joyce Buford and we have another fabulous guest this morning. You know, it's kind of cool, turned cool here and it's 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 requiring that we wear jackets. Yes, in Texas, we do wear jackets sometimes. And so we're bundled up. But it, no matter what the weather is out, sometimes we are always facing some changes inside us. And so Second Wind is about those times in your lives when you are facing a need and needing a second wind. Now, my guest today has been through second wind number two, second wind number three, as several of us have. But it's when we go through these periods that we need to remember there are other women that have faced almost the same thing. So I am really happy to bring this guest to you today because this woman has walked her talk for sure. She has been a comptroller, a sales manager, and a human resource specialist. She created a business and then she applied it and was a great success. Then she decided, well, I need another challenge. And so she made a transition, took the courage to go back to school and become a counselor. And she practiced that for 10 years. Then she decided she needed another challenge and she needed a different shift in her life. See, ladies, we're always changing, always changing. And it's answering those calls to change that are so important so that we can live what we are intended to be. And after she had taken that challenge as I said, she went back and made another challenge where she is a coach for small businesses. She has definitely walked her talk. She's lived the work. She's gone into counseling. And now she's combined those two skills to implement them in her business again as a business coach for small businesses. So I welcome today Julie Flippen, and Julie Flippen lives in Toronto, in Barry, in Barrier, Ontario, Canada. So uh, Julie, I can never get used to all those descriptors of where you live in Canada, but we welcome you anyway. <laughs> Thank 
you, Joyce. My yeah. goodness, what a wonderful introduction you just gave me. So I'll just, uh, I'm just going to, so in case anyone's confused, uh, I do live in Canada. I live in Barrie, Ontario, which is just outside of Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we've already had snow here, so I heard all about the cool weather and the jackets. And Yes. I live in snow belts, so I don't know. I guess in Texas that means something. But here, 40 degrees would be fantastic. That would be a nice day, wouldn't it? It would be a nice day. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you are always welcome to come visit me. Julie and I have worked together, and uh, she was a, was a coach to me, and a great coach supported me in my development. And so... I was thrilled when she, I uh, found out that she had created a book, and um, so I, that's part of the reason that we're talking today, because it, the information in this book is so powerful toward overcoming those things that stop us from successfully um, making transitions in our life. So, Julie, why did you want to write a book? Well, Joyce, that's a great question. And I can honestly tell you that there is nothing in my DNA that says I'm a writer. <laughs> right? So, oh. And that's just the truth. It's, mm-hmm. The idea of writing a book was really daunting for me. But what was even more daunting for me was not being able to get out some of the messages that I wanted to share with people. And... What really encouraged me to step in (laughs) and write the book was to let people know that in spite of however they were raised, the circumstances that have happened in their life, Mm -hmm. whether they're an adult or a child, that there is such a greater experience waiting for us just around the corner. And if we're able to really do what we need to do to step into that, life will get better. So it's really wanting to bring hope to the people who feel hopeless or feel confused and just don't know how to move forward. And so I created my book. It's called Pitiful or Powerful. You choose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, Joyce. When I tell people the title of my book, no Mm -hmm. one asks me what it's about. (laughs) I always get that look from people like, oh, yep, because we (laughs) all know the difference. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yeah, it's just I wanted to tell people that we don't have to stay in that state. There is something more. Right. Now, I was, uh, when I looked at your uh, design of your life and your career, you were successful in the controller world and the sales manager and the HR specialist. And then what was the shift that you were feeling that you needed to, to move and how did you uh, I, listen uh, to it? And did you listen to it first, or did you go, oh, go away? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done that before, Joyce. I'm not ready. <laughs> I worked in corporate, the corporate world for 25-plus years in a lot of different positions, executive management. I traveled all across Canada troubleshooting. So I had great experience. Mm-hmm. But there was that piece of me that just, you know, I call it an inner nudge. I had a dream of going and working with small business owners and being able to bring some of the experience I had learned to them Mm 
because mm-hmm. they they would never have a position for someone like me. I mean, that just doesn't work like that in the with an entrepreneur or a small business owner. And right. it was about two years before I actually took the leap. But I had a dream. It was mm-hmm. about going in and working with small business owners, doing accounting and bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. I talked to a friend about it. I mm-hmm. dreamt about it. I chatted about it. And two years <laughs> later, I did it. So what like is for- it, Julie, but what is it that takes us that long? I mean, I had the same experience in the sh- some of the shifts in my life. It's sort of like you get this little nudge and you go, I'm going to squash this thing. I'm not going to listen to it. This is just a fleeting moment. And then it comes back. And then it comes back. And then it comes back. I know. And, I love that. I love yeah. that. It, 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 the ideas don't get up. It's just fear. I, I believe there's two emotions. Mm-hmm. There's fear and faith or fear and love, whichever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I'm either being moved forward in my life with, with faith and love mm-hmm. Or I'm moving backwards and away from my dreams through fear. So there's such a, I believe our businesses are our vehicle for personal expansion. Yes. And so if that indeed is true, if for my journey, for some people it's a relationship, for some people it is working for someone else. Like we all have a vehicle for a personal expansion. Mm-hmm. For me, going into business meant I was going to have to, face my biggest, uh, where, what, what was my self-worth? Mm-hmm. I was going to face what my real beliefs were about myself. You cannot move forward in any area of your life if you are feeling less than, you're not enough, who would want to work with me, all of those feelings mm-hmm. that within a lot of us, and it's just worthiness. So mm-hmm. why does it take so long? Well, once I had the dream, what happened was opportunities started to come up. I started to do some different work on myself until I got to a place emotionally mm-hmm. that I had the courage. Courage is the, the real critical level <laughs> of change mm-hmm. to be able to actually just do it. Mm-hmm. So first we think it, then we talk it, then we do it. And that could, be, that could take a day, that could take a year, that could be a lifetime. Yeah. But the... the- the beliefs that you mentioned, the belief that I'm not enough, I'm not lovable, I'm, those are very common beliefs. They are. They are. And it, it is amazing how many of us that choose to make a transition or move forward in our life have to go back and face these roadblocks, if you want to say, or these feelings of doubt about ourselves. Uh, absolutely. And that's but I see it as the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I see it as the when I get the inner nudge to do something, to be something different, to show up in the world in a different way, mm-hmm. I'm going to, there's a mirror that's going to sit in front of me that all of my fears, my, my worthiness, everything's going to come to the surface. To mm-hmm. me, it's the opportunity. I got the nudge because I'm ready to take the step, and I don't think we get the nudge until we are. So life goes by, we're doing our work in whatever form that takes, whether it's Mm -hmm. emotional work or working at work or, you know, whatever form, education. Right. And then we come to a place where it's like the the higher self, the soul self says, okay, she's ready to take on more. 
<laughs> and so the inner nudge comes. So yeah. that's the opportunity. It's, I wouldn't have the idea if, so think of it, I think right. of it as like my higher self or yeah. God yeah. or universe, whatever anyone would call that. That would not happen unless I was ready. The question is, am I willing to step into the opportunity or not? And it yeah. will come back around and around, exactly like you <laughs> said, Joyce. And I am so grateful that it does. So yeah. I remember a Julie, we're going to stop here oh, and go sure. to a break. Oh, I hate sure. to break in on this, but no problem. we are coming back and you will hear more about our beliefs in meeting those trans- transitions. Back in a few. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Julie Flippin, and she is a small business savvy coach. She's a business coach, and her information is awesome because she has walked her talk folks you really uh, and just a beautiful lady to work with so julie before break i sort of had to cut you off so can you go back and pick up with that thoughts you were talking about in the transitions thanks joyce yeah well we were talking about you know, when we get the inner nudge to move forward, and I see it as an opportunity, and I think it's our higher self saying, you're ready. But here's Mm -hmm. what a friend said to me once. You know, the the BFFs you have, and you you love them and hate them at the same time, so much truth into your life. Mm -hmm. And there was something that was going on, and an opportunity sat in front of me, one of these inner nudge things, and we were having a conversation about it, and I was doing the, oh, I don't think so, I'm not ready, oh my goodness. And she said to me, she said, Julie, do it now or do it later. It will come back around again. But <laughs> for some reason, everything has lined up that it's now. You get to choose. And it's uh-huh. like, well, how could I not step into it? Right. And Because it was so wise what she said. So mm-hmm. I love those inner nudges. And I have learned to be gentle with myself if I'm just not ready to take it. Yeah. I have learned to be gentle with myself. There's no right or wrong to this. This is our journey. We're all growing and we're all doing the best. I have this philosophy. Everybody's doing the best they can from where they're at at any given time. That is so true. 
That's so true. We particularly are critical of ourselves sometimes when we look back and say, why didn't we know that? Why didn't we know that? But where we stand today, we didn't have the knowledge to make that good decision or the improved decision back in that day. And I think sometimes we are overly harsh with ourselves because we don't realize that. We just don't realize that. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm so glad you brought that up. I I think if, if nothing else comes across today for anyone that's listening is exactly that, you know, the worst thing we can ever do is beat ourselves up over anything. We're all doing the best we can from where mm-hmm. we're at right now. And the, to the degree we're able to love and just accept where we're at mm-hmm. is how quickly we'll be able to move forward into some of those different, newer, you know, what I might call, if we were judging it, better or right. more expanded experiences. Yeah. 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 No matter what your situation is, whether you're in a a bad job that you're not happy in, you're in a relationship that's not working and you've given it time and you've tried to improve it and it hasn't uh, developed as you had hoped, no matter what that situation is, it's always worth listening to the part of you that says, maybe we need to change something, move on, do something that will improve the situation or where we are in our lives. Now, one thing I did want to do for the listeners is that if there is anyone out there that would like to call in and ask Julie a question, I want to provide that number for you. So here it is, 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. Four eight six nine. I will give it again later in the program, and I would love to have a caller. Julie asked me if I had callers, and I said, "Well, we don't normally have callers, but it sure would be nice for y'all for you to be the first. So, Julie, when you were making your first nudge transition, let's say, from being in corporate and you decided, how did you decide you wanted to go into counseling work? Because that took, that took going back to college. And I don't know, you were, you didn't share your age and some of this information, but I'm thinking you were probably in your thirties and you had to think, that was really a commitment and took lots of courage. Well, that's interesting, Joyce. Actually, I my first business was, uh, it was called Solutions Plus, and it was an accounting and bookkeeping business. Oh, okay. And, yeah, no, and I was actually 46 years old when I started that business. Really? I worked in that business for, for about four years. Uh-huh. Four and a half years when I got the inner nudge that I, I love people. I just mm-hmm. I love people. I love human behavior, and and so I was curious as to why with some of the small businesses I was working with, given mm-hmm. that their quality, their product or service had great quality, why were some of them successful and some of them not? And yes. so there was that human behavior thing I wanted to learn about, and I came from a very traumatic home, so Mm -hmm. I had interest in it. I went back to school when I was 50 Mm -hmm. 
to become a certified psychotherapist. Oh, my gosh. Girl, that took courage. That took (laughs) courage. Yeah. Good for you. The country, uh, carrying my laptop, running my business, doing payrolls, financial statements for board meetings. I, I literally took my business on the road with me for a year for me to do the program I wanted, get certified. And then I started my counseling practice, but my my accounting business was paying the bills, so to speak. So until my income came up, I I was doing both, and then I was able to sell the accounting business and then just do the counseling full-time. Oh, wow, that you were busy. I was I mean, being a student... And, you know, you had, of course, you, you, your brain was active because you were working with numbers. I think that's a very, <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But still, you had study time, you had responsibility time. Oh, my goodness. Well, so that program took you how many years to complete? Two? It was a year. It was a year for, I a really year program. I will uh-huh. tell you, I really fast-tracked because I just, I couldn't afford to take, you know, any extra time. So I worked right. really hard and uh-huh. fast-tracked to get certified. I probably got certified before most people. Mm-hmm. And, and so a whole new journey opened up for me, and it was so exciting to be able to bring people in and start working at them at that deeper level and understanding mm-hmm. the, the limited beliefs and the limitations that were affecting their lives and being able to resolve some of those so that we could move into the field of possibilities for our life. Right. Well, you know, um, I can so relate to the business, to the, what you're saying about you look at two people that are exactly the, they look the same, they've done the same programs, they've gone through the same exercises and implemented the same uh, information, and yet one will be very successful and immediately start producing and getting lots of clients, and 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 then there are those that, that almost all of the same, they've completed everything the same, but they have the challenges, more challenges about yeah. getting clients and being successful. And so it's so in the, is that always around mindset decisions that well, they have to change? Yeah, there's two things. And I, I really have a two-prong approach when I work with my clients. There's having uh-huh. solid business building skills. Because, you know, I really find a lot of people, they, have, they are amazing, they're experts in their industry, and so mm-hmm. they start a business, but they don't really realize that there are experts in teaching people how to build a business, so they, they don't know how to build a business, they just know that they want to do what they love to do. So right. it's important to have those skills. But on right. the other hand, it, the mindset issue is equally as important, mm-hmm. and it will be the thing that will absolutely paralyze you if you don't work on it. Because when you start a business, you're going to be called to do things that are incredibly uncomfortable. Call people, cold (laughs) call, have sales conversations, maybe stand on stage, like so many different things. And based on, we come back to what is my belief about myself and my worthiness, that's what's going to really show up in our businesses. Hmm. there's the opportunity, work on it. And we see the evidence in our business right away. As I work on something, as I move through a block, my business will start to grow. 
Mm-hmm. And so I, I have a two-prong approach. And I will tell you, Joyce, with a lot of my clients, I do as much work on mindset as mm-hmm. we do business building skills. Because we do keep going to new levels. Like, you know, they say new level, new devil. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? It's kind of like that. <laughs> I come to a new level. I'm being challenged and right. pushed to expand in order to be able to sustain the level I'm at. Okay, so for the listener out there that mindset is a new term, that is about changing the, our beliefs, correct? Yes, that's right, Joyce. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Thank you so, for bringing that up. Yeah. I mean, because I'm in business now, I use more business language. Right, yeah. But it really is, the mindset is just really who we think we are, what's the belief systems that we hold, what are our limitations, and that's the mindset. Yeah. And those many of those beliefs are developed when we're seven, by the time we're seven. And oh, we carry them so long oh, <laughs> that, my goodness. that they feel like they're part of us. It's like who we are. But realizing that they are only they were shaped and formed and given to us by our, our parents and our loved ones and our environment. And they're not really they're not absolute truths. They're like what we have created in our mind. So going back and changing them is very possible. It is possible. And it's I'm so glad you brought that up because you know, I grew up feeling, you know, and and, in many respects, feeling victimized Mm -hmm. in the sense that I didn't have a lot of choice as a young child as to what was happening to me. But as an adult, I'm standing and I'm living with the beliefs that I formed about myself. I formed about myself. That's why I'm so powerful, because I I decided. Mm -hmm. And no one's hurting me today. No one's doing anything to me today. And yet I still am living out in that, what I would call that more of that victim mentality or that is still feeling victimized in some way. And what I'm I'm classifying as kind of pitiful. And let me just say my meaning of pitiful is I know what the problem is. I know what the solution is. And I'm choosing to stay in the, the problem. That's how I would use that word because it's a very strong word. Mm-hmm. So, it is. It's so descriptive. When you say pitiful, I, I mean, that is really, really awful. I mean, but how many times, and let me ask you, how many times in your life, and you might not have used that word, have you felt like that? Really oh, no. Awful, I've used that pain, word for me. <laughs> right? Yeah, I've used that word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so here we're standing as adults, and no one's doing anything to us, and we've got this big bag of all the things we learned and decided about ourselves, and it's shaping everything we do. Right. I'm so I'm going to let's stop ahead. there so that we can go to this break, because when we come back, we're going to be talking about how to shift from pitiful to powerful. And how important that is. And the the big thing here that everybody has to realize is that it's your choice. Back in a moment. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. 
Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome. We are talking with Julie Flippin, Small Business Savvy is her business. And I want you to, you can go to her website at smallbusinesssavvy, S-A-V-V-Y dot com and see more about uh, Julie's business. But we are talking now about her book, which is called Pitiful or Powerful, You Choose. And it's a very, it's a short read, but it is very, very good. And it, it addresses for us some of the explanations of why we may choose to stay stuck in the same life every day, every year. We, we live 365 days. Some of us never change. We just continue to relive that life every day, every year. We, relive the same issues, but we do not have to, we can choose to change that. And Julie's book is such a powerful tool to help you move through that change. So Julie, in the book, which I so enjoyed, I mean, it was just a beautiful tool to use and it I, easy for me to read and understand. I mean, I followed you through all of it, but you gave us in the book, the business map of success, changing your thoughts and tell us how you use this. Well, I think, you know, it's interesting. You talked about doing the shift from pitiful to powerful and everything it's, 
it's so simple. <laughs> it's so darn hard to do consistently. Mm-hmm. But everything starts with our thinking. Everything yes. starts with our thinking. We are what we think. And I, I'm so delighted because there's more and more information coming out in the world about this. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing we really can control. It's the thing that no one can take from us. I mean, someone might break into my house or I might be in a car accident or like a lot of different things can happen, but no one can change what I think about. That is mine. And one of the things I have, you know, studied, I've studied a lot about this and uh, David Hawkins, who wrote Power Versus Force, really came up with with the map of consciousness. And so I'm modeling after him. Brilliant, Mm -hmm. brilliant man. He did a, a very long study on how, how do we even come up with, with all of this and, and, and how does it work. So I really created the map of business success based on what our thinking is. So if we were to start at, you know, for example, uh, when I was growing up, I, I'll just try and bring this into perspective. When I was growing up, you know, my father would get the guns out and threaten to kill me and, and my whole family and, and that type of behavior. We, I spent about nine years in that type of behavior. And what happened as a result of it, the real shame or the real, the, the horrible thing wasn't so much that he got a gun out and threatened to kill me. The horrible thing that came out of it was I believed I wasn't worth it. I wasn't enough. If only I were prettier, if only I were smarter, if only I was something different. It never occurred to me that there was something wrong with my father. So, right. so some of those beliefs got fixed in there. So now I come into the world, and I'm yeah. looking at the world from that through those lenses. So mm-hmm. what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking about, what we think about, we attract. So I always want to be in that higher place of thinking good thoughts and feeling good and being happy. So the, the choice is really this. If I am not feeling good, I'm not happy, I feel depressed, I feel down, bored, all of those feelings, mm-hmm. it means that, and this is why our emotions are so important, my emotions are telling me that my thinking is off. Yes. The emotions are the guideposts. So if I really... And a lot of the thoughts are subconscious. I'm not consciously thinking of them, but they're Mm -hmm. there. So I have an opportunity, if I'm not feeling good, to change my thinking, to start to change my thinking, think a better thought. Like, well, I'm not feeling good right now, but, you know, I'm going to put my shoes on and just go for a walk. Maybe that'll shift my energy. So, see, that's a better feeling thought, like, okay, I don't feel as down now. And then I go for a walk and I think, wow, it's really beautiful out here. And I'm really glad I came out. And a lot of people are smiling at me. Oh, my energy's up a little bit more. And then as I come home, it's like, wow, I'm feeling better enough. Maybe I'm going to get back into that book that tells me more about this. Or I'm going to phone a friend or I'm going to whatever it is that's next. And so the business map of success really is about what, where are you thinking? And to start thinking better thoughts to bring us into a higher place of being. Yeah. And this is really the point here. Whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're feeling, that is to how much possibilities are available to you. If I'm mm-hmm. feeling depressed and down, there are very few possibilities available to me that will be better than that. 
Yeah. When I get to yeah. the place where I'm feeling excited and passionate, oh my gosh, the possibilities available to me from that place are absolutely magnificent. Mm. Mm. You know what the real question is, Joyce? Yeah. Here it yeah. is, because there's, this information is not new. It's been out there for years now. Right. Here is the thing that I, this is why I wrote the book. How do I motivate myself to change my thinking? Because everybody knows if we think better thoughts, we'll feel better. Right. What is it that holds me in that place of feeling really bad and thinking those thoughts? Yeah. That's the key right there. Yeah. Oh, so powerful. You know, you skimmed over that. I mean, you just kind of chatted it through there like it wasn't a big deal. But when you were that young and this powerful representative, your father, came out with a gun, that had to be traumatic. And that had to plant a pretty big seed of just terror in your mind. So you're not just talking about a simple, simple thing here. You did have some major changing to deal with. You know what? You know what, Julie? We have a caller. Right. Yes. So uh, let's uh, listen to our caller. Her name is Kate. And welcome, Kate. We'd love to hear your question. Thank you. By the way, as I had the question before you were talking, and then you mentioned David Hawkins, and I have read his book, some of his books, and have actually worked with a, a chiropractor who works with his technique. And so I'm very happy to know that you've done that. And okay, that's my question, <laughs> thank you. Well, my question has always been I was a school teacher. And I did somewhat of what you did with changing my career. But in the middle of my career, um, my spouse had a stroke. And so I had an interruption in my work. After being a school teacher, I wanted to be something else. And I changed my career to health counseling and helping people stay well. And um, because I did become a pharmaceutical sales rep for a brief time, and I knew that was not where the answer to health was in medical drugs that are unnecessary. So what became my problem was procrastination in my small business. Um, I could, I love to start things, but then when it came down to executing stuff, I was so resistant to that. Can you Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about procrastination? Oh, yes, I certainly (laughs) can. (laughs) (laughs) Procrastination is just another form of fear. Okay. It's just a form of fear. Mm. That's all it is. So what, when someone starts to procrastinate, yeah. in other words, I'm a great starter, but I don't finish anything, mm-hmm. that says mm-hmm. to me that there's some kind of a pattern going on, Kate, that I get to a certain place mm-hmm. where you're going to run into some deeper self-worth beliefs about yourself, and there's your opportunity, okay. right, to either say, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I want to run here, I don't want to finish it, because the evidence speaks for itself. You're not finishing it. Right. And what, right. so if you became the observer just a little bit and said, isn't this interesting? I see myself, I get here many times. What is it that stops me from taking the next step? What is the real fear mm-hmm. here? So when I stop yeah. thinking of it as procrastination and I start looking at it and saying, there's something I'm really afraid of. 
Mm-hmm. That and when you get to doing that work and you break through that, oh my gosh, I yeah. just see things opening up for you. Mm. Great, wow. great advice. Yeah, good question. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, so Kate. If something Thank that's sitting there that you're afraid of, don't run away from it. Mm-hmm. Step firmly into All it. Right. right, and I actually have lots of books that refer to procrastination. I have some uh, CDs that work with it, and I. But the issue is, interestingly enough, is that I avoid doing it. Listening, listening to the CDs that work with mm. procrastination and subliminal stuff. So I will uh, definitely, I, I think you're, I can't wait to read your book. Okay. And I think that, that what you've offered for us today is really invaluable. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Kate. You're Even, welcome. Thank you, Kate, for calling in. Even the, sure. the, the question, even not listening, is another form of fear, isn't it? Yep. How fear paralyzes us. Yes. It's just, it's a very naughty thing in our life, isn't it? Keeps- it's just, there's, there, it's when we get right down to it, uh, uh-huh. what is it that I'm really afraid of? What's stopping me from moving forward in my life? Whether it's in mm-hmm. my, my personal life. I mean, this book was written for business and for our lives because yeah. they're the same. It's I'm showing up in both. And yes. whatever I'm doing in my business, I'm doing everywhere, right? Right. So it's yeah. really understanding that when I hit the wall, whether it's procrastination or distraction, or there's some reason I'm not moving forward. And it's not to be confused with it might not be the right thing to move forward, but it's mm-hmm. looking for the patterns in ourselves. We show up everywhere, and when we start to see it, we'll see it everywhere. Right. We'll, we'll see those patterns everywhere, and that's mm-hmm. when there's the opportunity. I'm not one more time missing this opportunity. And as you said earlier, <laughs> Joyce, it keeps coming back around. <laughs> it does. It keeps coming back around. And then it comes to that time where it says, I am gonna, I'm not giving in to this. I'm stepping into it. I don't know if I need help. Uh, I'm willing to get help. I'm willing to do anything to have a different experience in my life. I do not right. have to live like that. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break now. We've just had an excellent question because who does not deal with procrastination, that big P word. So we will be back shortly to hear more of Julie Flippin's book, Pitiful to Powerful. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. 
This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back, and we are talking with Julie Flippin, small business savvy, and I want her to share just before we even get into talking, because we have lots more to tell you about in a very short time, but... Julie, please tell my listeners where they can get your book and what you are offering. It's a fabulous offer that you have. Oh, thanks, Joyce. Yes, well, you know, it wasn't enough for me just to write a book. I ended up writing, creating a companion workbook to go with it. Yes. Because in my book, I ask a lot of questions, and my desire would be for people to do the work. Don't just read it. It's just information. Mm -hmm. Integrate it. Do some of the work. So... Excuse me. I created a companion workbook that goes with it. And no, that wasn't enough because I'm a great, I do a lot of my learning in my car. Yes. And created the audio version of the book. Wonderful. So, I know. So the book is $19.99. The uh-huh. companion workbook is $9.99. And the audio version is $14.99. But yeah. for your listeners today, to get all three, I've created a little package for $20. Oh, that's fabulous. That's really great, And they really can great, go Julie. to smallbusinesssavvy.com. No, actually, they can't. They need Uh-oh. to, <laughs> sorry, email mm-hmm. tara at smallbusinesssavvy.com. That's T-A-R-A at smallbusinesssavvy, S-A-V-V-Y, dot com. Because if they go on my website, they're not going to get the special price. So, oh, okay. So they can email myself, Juliet, smallbusinesssavvy.com, or Tara. And we will be delighted. So it'll be $20 plus postage to get that out to them right away. Wonderful. And, we'll, you know, some of my listeners listen late in the day or maybe tomorrow. So that still applies for them. As well, as long, that as, they, listens. as long as they tell me, even if it's two or three days from now, as long as they say, it, mention your name, Joyce, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm happy to offer that to them. That's wonderful. Because it is, it's a fabulous tool. I will, I ordered one myself, because I will be reading this again. I will listen to it, and I will do the workbook, Julie. All for right. sure. I'm hold you to that accountability. It's the best <laughs> yes. thing about coaching, right, Joyce? That's right. That's right. <laughs> accountability. Now, before I wanted to also talk about 
three or two practices that you suggested in your book to help people move forward. And one of them is called rant and rave. (laughs) I think I could do that. Oh my God. I can rant. Yeah, it's so great. A colleague and I, we created um, a program called, it was a weight release program. And so we had a lot of different tools in it. And we came up with this tool for anyone that knows what EFT is or tapping. It's a great modality to help release resistance so that we can get, you know, kind of into that lower feeling range so that we can clear and open ourselves up into some of the better feeling thoughts and possibilities. So we came up with rant and rave. And the idea with ranting, it's kind of like venting. Mm -hmm. So I know for some of your uh, listeners, they may not know how to tap. But for those of you that do, we simply tap and rant at the same time. Yes. And we rant about everything that's going on that we are upset about. I mean, I love this technique. It's like I'm not happy about, (laughs) you know, it could be as simple as the weather and my car is not working and nothing's going on and I'm really sick of it. And as we rant, I mean, if we just take a few minutes and rant through this, but tap at the same time, we start to release the the heavy negative emotional attachment to it until it's really just words. So I'm not, I don't have these big feelings around it anymore. Right. For the listeners that want to go to know about the points, you tap on um, meridian points on your head and upper body. And for if you would like more information about that, you can go to YouTube, just simply go Emotional Freedom Tick technique or EFT tapping and you can find those points and use them with your rant and rave because it's an awesome process. So once we've ranted, we've kind of got the the heavy emotional, I'm mad sting (laughs) out of it, Mm -hmm. then I'm ready to rave. So once I've kind of cleared that energy, now I would do the same thing and tapping on the meridian points but raving, raving about everything that's great in my life. And for some people, they have to start really small. Well, I'm raving because, well, I have a home that I live in, and mm-hmm. I have food in my fridge, and I, I'm able to go for a walk, and I have a car, and I really like my job, and I have the best friend in the whole world, and oh my gosh, I, my husband is just amazing. And even though he drives me crazy at times, he's always doing these special things for me. And mm-hmm. when I look at how all that translates into my business and the wonderful clients I have, so we just tap through on all the things that are really great in our life. And we don't spend enough time sitting in appreciation for what we do have. Right. We're always so busy looking at what we don't have. <laughs> yeah. And... Wherever your focus is, is what's growing in your life at any time. And I want the good stuff to grow. I Mm. want the good stuff to grow in my life. Right. So ranting to to get the resistance and the the negative punch of that feelings, just to lower that, and then raving is a great, great tool. Great tool. Right. Yeah, Yeah. I I really like that when I heard you combine the two practices. Uh, I mean, who doesn't rant? Um, Or we all need to rant. I think some people don't. And it's a powerful tool that we can just get the energy of what's 
what's working on us out of our body and then combine it with the EFT calms that and takes all the energy out of it. But you have another practice I also want you to talk about, and that's called, you have fondly called it the ritual. So what is that? Yeah, I created a ritual for myself, and, and I would encourage anyone to create some kind of a ritual. And the reason I do this is I am much like our caller, Kate, said, procrastination and how we can jump out of bed and get going in our day and not not really nurture and look after ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, I needed to create some discipline in my life, and I know that it's how I start my day usually mm-hmm. um, has how my day is going to end up turning out. Yes. So yeah. for me, that first hour in the morning is just so precious. And I will set my alarm for an hour earlier than where mm-hmm. whatever time I have to really get moving. And yes. I like to wake up. If you, know, I, if you get in the habit of waking up, and, and I often wake up now, it's something new I've started, and thinking there's something that really exciting going to happen today. Just, mm-hmm. just, something, something's coming. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of walk through my day looking for it, and, and, and at the end of the day I go, Wow, this thing happened. And even if it, I had a circumstance yesterday happen, which someone might say was negative, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It created a, just a significant opportunity for me to see something I wasn't able to see before. Mm-hmm. So I like to wake up with that thought of something exciting is going to happen today. And mm-hmm. then I believe in meditation. I'm a yeah. busy person. My mind's busy. Meditation is about listening. It's stopping the brain. It's slowing it down. And, you know, Oprah and Deepak have these wonderful meditation challenges they put out all the time. They've got one going on right now. Fantastic. (laughs) So there's lots of free guided meditations that you can do. Um, Different people, if you have meditated in the past, you might do the silent meditation. So there are different forms of meditating, but I believe there's no rule. Just if it's five minutes or ten minutes, just do it every day. I always read something that will get my brain thinking in the direction I want it to be. Right now I'm reading The Answer by John Asaroff, and it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So what it reminds me of is thoughts create reality. What are you thinking about? What do you want? Stay in the, the, the positive focus of looking at what I want and mm-hmm. out of the looking, not looking at what I don't want. So for yeah. me, it's meditation, mm-hmm. reading, and I'll do half an hour of some kind of exercise. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. read my book, I meditated this morning, and I jumped on my treadmill for half an hour. That's just a perfect morning for me. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. energy for my day. Now, I'm not saying everyone has to do what I do. Find your ritual and make it sacred for you. Yes. I also like that you mentioned in your book that you, when you open your eyes, you also do your gratitude. Oh, yeah. Five gratitudes are yeah. for that oh. day. That, and, thank uh, you. I do. And I, I think because I'm trying something a little bit different as well. And at night, this, that's especially important. It's just what am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you mentioned... Uh, just the simple thing of being able to walk out the door. 
my mother just had a stroke, uh, had a broke her hip and it, the effort that it takes now to get her out the door is amazing. But anybody that has suffered a, a, a debilitating, um, accident or has a, you know, cannot walk. That simple pleasure is so major that we do not realize what a blessing it is just to be able to get up and walk out the door. Simple, 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 simple. Oh, Joyce, that, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about your mom, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it's so true. We don't appreciate something as a human race until we don't have it. Mm-hmm. That's if, so true. If my yeah. eyesight is, isn't good, if I break my leg, if, mm-hmm. you know, something happens in my mouth, if I have dental work done, for example, or I have a cavity, yeah. that's <laughs> when I start to appreciate those things that we take for granted every day. Yes. And we come back mm-hmm. to that simple place of just being in a state of gratitude for the things that are showing up. Mm-hmm. It will also shift our energy. It will shift. We just, everything will change for us. Yeah. Well, Julie, I am so grateful that you have been able to come and spend some time with us today, that you have shared this wonderful book and tool that you've created. So I appreciate that you've given us this time. Joyce, let me just say I appreciate you. I think you are the most amazing woman. I can't imagine anyone who really is ready to have a shift in their life, and I know you do a lot of empowerment work, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. want to connect with you because you are brilliant in what you do, and you just bring so much to your clients. I, I think you're amazing. Ah, thank you, Julie. It has been a pleasure having you here. I always love working with you, and uh, you I, we're a mutual society here of, 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 of uh, friends. So I thank my listeners for being here. I encourage you to get this book. It will change your life. And I hope you to be back with us next week to hear Second Wind. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services and 